Hello and welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. My name is Josh, amateur radio call sign KI6NAZ. And I'm Leah, KN6NWZ. Nailed that one. Let's get started talking about some radio, shall we? Oh, the timing on that one was perfect. Wow. You finish it and then boom, drop right in there. Oh, that's wow. that's the best one. Sometimes you can keep that's thoughts to one. yourself. Nope. <laughs> That was too good not to say something. <laughs> that was, whew, man. I was adjusting, like, I was holding one button down with the right hand, adjusting knobs with the left. You were doing was, some DJing. I was DJing the opening <laughs> right now. Wild. Wild. The unrivaled talent. That's some wild and crazy stuff. You are the new oh. marshmallow. Oh, my God. <laughs> Give me a big, dumb face thing to wear. Stat. While on the radio. Yes. 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 Uh, you, uh, <laughs> it's good talking to you, Em. Uh, you might not know this, but uh, I, <laughs> I've got an entire uh, children's uh, <laughs> toy chest on my head. Uh, Is it the one that looks like a pig? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The huge, <laughs> fist, the little tykes one? Yeah, the little tykes. Piggy. <laughs> Toy chest. Let me tell you a little bit about my station OM. I'm running an ICOM 7610. Got a three element step IR. And I have the entire Masters of the Universe, Universe <laughs> Castle Grayskull on my head right now. <laughs> That's how you know you're a good DJ. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm thinking about upgrading my shack to the um, to the massive coffee table size battleship <laughs> that you had to save up UPC codes from your GI Joe points to get. Oh no, it wasn't a battleship; it was an aircraft carrier. <laughs> Have I ever complained to you about that on this podcast? No. What are you so you'd buy GI Joe, which I love okay. GI Joe, and they had all these crazy little boats and planes and stuff like that. And you'd build. Where them. did all your GI Joes go? I don't know. The kids know. didn't get any of them. No, my mom wasn't big into the GI Joes. But on the back of every GI, no, sorry, not in the back. There was a little booklet inside the GI Joes that ha told you about other GI Joes you could buy, right? Yeah. Well, every one of the GI Joes vehicles usually came with one or two characters. Some like figures, uh -huh. and usually came with like a figure and like a dog or a pet. You know, sure. some of them had battle buddy mm -hmm. type of things. Every one of these books would hint at the battleship. <laughs> it was literally hint? this. Well, it would show a picture of this battleship, right? Uh -huh. And I keep saying battleship. It's an aircraft carrier. Okay, like the thing that planes take off. Yes, of. it was the size of a coffee table, like that white folding table that we have in the living room. Yeah, it's that size. It's that long. The one long. that you're putting all the camping stuff on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that long, okay? <laughs> and the thing that drove me nuts about it is it only came with one damn figure. <laughs> Shipwreck. <laughs> Who was like the comic relief. He was like the C-3PO of, of G.I. Joe. Because the aircraft carrier stands alone. It doesn't... I it doesn't need any. I I know they're like I've seen pictures like that. Children actually own this thing. Okay. Back then, now adults. But I've seen it like it's a real thing. I never knew anyone that ever had it. It was like a billion dollars. I, <laughs> I don't. You, it was never in the stores because it was too big. Like nobody's gonna stock it. A billion. <laughs> As a child, that's what I assumed it was. Man, drove me up the wall. 
like a billion dollars in then money or today's... oh my god it was literally <laughs> the cost of a battleship <laughs> i keep saying battleship <laughs> aircraft carrier oh my goodness Hey, guys, I don't know if you know this. I'm a little punchy. It's very late right now. It's late. We had a lot going on a this week. A lot going on. This podcast almost didn't happen, so uh, just FYI on that. So we should get started with that. Guys. Wait, I just want to yes, say yes. that in you talking about this battleship aircraft carrier mm-hmm. combination uh, coffee table, <laughs> I realize that G.I. Joe is boys Barbie. Oh, 100%. That is that that is the Barbie dream house you're talking about. Once upon a time, once upon a time, the original GI Joe actually was a Barbie. Boys Barbie. It was there was Barbie size. Oh my god! What a great couple. The the Barbie could have been a Dependa. GI Joe kind of. GI Joe Dependa Barbie. An army wife. <laughs> you will respect the rank of my husband and me. Yes. <laughs> Have you ever heard that, like the the army How wife? How come Karen's? I'm not getting a military discount? She's not. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've totally seen those. The army wives Karens are hilarious, but uh, no, it was it was the size of a Barbie, and so because it had then it had like cloth clothes and stuff like that. Yes. So it was literally um a a boy's Barbie. It was just GI Joe. Oh my! And they had gosh. jeeps and stuff like cars, like the Barbie Corvette. Why did they stop that? Because the 80s came along and the 80s went, no, 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 none of that. We're going to make them small and then we're going to sell like everything, all the vehicles, all the different characters. We're going to introduce new characters a week and then every week there's a new character and then you go out and, go, go out and buy it. Yeah. You can't have 18 Barbies. You're going to have like 18 little dudes. I and see. so that's what they scaled everything right. down to cost the same but and then you down. know what they did they did away with the figurines entirely mm-hmm. introduced transformers the truck is the character <laughs> no i mean transformers were around when i was a kid too we, we had all that so that that's Th- that's what i'm saying Transformers though. were awesome no no more need for human figurines we're gonna take the no, vehicles the transformers had humans that would ride in them that is weird very okay? weird <laughs> as bad. an adult i am Bumblebee always had a, a kid that would ride around inside of him. <gasps> Did I tell you about the kid that was caught driving around? Hey guys, around welcome to the Hammer of Crash Course. <laughs> what? So one of our neighbors called me in a panic, saying that there was like a ten-year-old driving a car, and I was like, a ten-year-old? How? A, a black sedan? Mm-hmm. Okay. She was the only one who saw it, and I, and I was like. Julie, how can a 10-year-old see over the steering wheel while also hitting the brakes and the gas? She was like, that's why it's crazy. <laughs> he couldn't see over the steering wheel. He is He's a menace. And I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll call it into the sheriff if you don't want to call it in. And nothing became of it. Mm-hmm. That same kid was spotted over by Heritage. Park today it was real driving <laughs> yes that's awesome <laughs> be on the lookout for a child he's just driving just keep an eye out we're not gonna do a thing about it he's fine he's chill he hasn't hit anything yet name's toby right? <laughs> don't mess with toby toby cool toby's chill well, everybody, thanks again for clicking on the Hammer Radio Crash Course. I don't know what we're doing because we're super, super late recording this and very yeah. tired. 
But we, we like to kick off the show with the Ham Radio Minute. It's never a minute. <laughs> and today is going to be pretty close. Uh, list, please make them. <laughs> Excellent. We've definitely talked about lists in the past, but man, howdy, I'm telling you, write in lists, just write things down on a paper. I mean, I, I like using my phone, but I've actually started carrying a three by, I'm going back to the hipster wallet. Oh, no. Or the hipster PDA. No. I have a three by five card carrier. Is this because I got all of those magnetic sleeves and all over the house? Now there are no dry erase checklists for no. the children. No, no, there's nothing to do with it. <laughs> because that's what I did. I just realized I find myself in situations of doing like I'll do lists and I'll do these to do's, mm -hmm. but I'll have them on a huge notebook page and the to do's are intermingled among yeah. certain like task mm -hmm. order stuff. Right. Yeah. So what I thought was, let's go back to the hipster PDA where you just have a bundle of three by five cards. Mm -hmm. And so I have a, a list I was carrying in my back pocket of camping things that I had to pull out mm -hmm. and I would just flip out the card, update it, put it back in mm -hmm. and then go about my day. Right. Because I still had to do my work. So list did you and all 3D that stuff. print yourself like something to carry these index cards no. in? Or? No, no, there's uh, right in the rain has a nylon holder it's really nice because with the right in the rain one there's actually the cover mm -hmm. has four slots that you can put a card in oh. so then you can write on it and then you can pull it out and put it back in the uh in the little pocket wow. it's really nice yeah i was a big fan Great. Uh, so for the ham radio guys you could use that as a log paper log and also a list so i thought that was a a pretty cool idea if i wow. do say so myself that is an idea yeah <laughs> one of the most ideas ever <laughs> i am on sub element g2 check it out mm -hmm. all right the first question reads which mode is most commonly used for voice communications on frequencies of 14 megahertz or higher a, suppressed sideband, B, lower sideband, C, upper sideband, or D, double sideband? Mm -hmm. The answer is C, upper sideband. Upper sideband. Yeah. Which mode is commonly used for voice communications on the 160, 75, and 40 meter bands? A, upper sideband, B, double sideband, C, lower sideband, D, suppressed sideband? The answer to this one, Trixie. It's C, lower sideband. There's one of the questions that, like, the option is vestigial sideband. <laughs> I believe. One of them. That's a good one. Don't pick that one. Which mode is commonly used for single sideband voice communications in the VHF, UHF bands? A, lower sideband. B, double sideband. C, upper sideband. D, suppressed sideband. The answer is C, Upper sideband. Ah, uh, yes. The old superfluous sideband. <laughs> These are a lot of questions about sidebands here. Yeah, you're is... in the operator. They're all, you're in the sub-element for that. You're Which... not randomizing anything. You're going through all of them. Which mode is most commonly used for voice communications on the 12 and 12 and 17 meter bands? A, lower sideband. B, double sideband. C, upper sideband. D, suppressed sideband. The answer is C, upper sideband. Yes. Whew. These are hot bangers. <laughs> these, are the, these are the questions, folks. 
Which mode of voice communications is most commonly used on the HF amateur bands? A, single phase modulation. B, double sideband. C, frequency modulation. D, single sideband. The answer is D, single sideband. Is that five? I'm kind of tired of saying sideband. We're just going to move on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's time. Hey, right. if you'd like to study along with Leia, go check out hamstudy.org. That's literally what she was using right now. It's a great free website for taking practice tests. It tracks your progress free. and tells you what you should be practicing. And when it comes to practicing, or we sometimes say studying, you can check out the <laughs> Gordon West Ham Radio Test Prep books. We have links to those in the dis show description. As well, we like the Fast Track to Your Ham Radio License books. Those are Audible or audiobooks, and they're available on Audible. You can check out the links in the show notes for those as well. And we'd like it if you could join the conversation with us by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts for the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast and or emailing us at leah at hamtactical.com. Leaving a review wherever you listen to the podcast will help the Ham Radio Crash Course reach more hams and the ham curious, and we appreciate it. We have one review Yay. today from Dep Guy. Hey, Dep Guy. Dep Guy, five-star review. Thank you. Subject line is just what I had been looking for. <sighs> After watching the YouTube channel for years, I recently enrolled in college as 34-year-old freshman. Wow. Congratulations, yeah. man. That's awesome. But my commute has grown to around 45 minutes via the mountains with limited AM FM radio. Your podcast has saved my commute. Your podcast is educational for amateur radio, entertaining, and fun. Thanks for what you do. That's 73 from KO4FYC. Oh, thank you so much. Thank That's you very so much. nice. And thanks for having us along on your ride. Oh, too, too kind. Thank you so much for that. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Into you the ready? unknown I will go. For I shall fear no Let's man of peace. One go. foot after the other. For go. I am prepared to survive. I'm not allergic to bees. Bees. Welcome to Leia's Preparedness Corner. Leia, what are we talking about today? Uh, something really interesting. Mm. A preparedness story that comes out of the California Bay Area. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dinner parties take San Francisco earthquake preparedness to a new level. This week was the great shakeout in California. For those of you who don't know, uh, that is the natural disaster that is simulated in California. That we literally have people practice getting under tables. Yeah, but... I don't think that they have this trailer anymore, but do you remember as a kid, you would walk into a trailer mm -hmm. and then it would shake <laughs> like yeah. it crazy. It was a simulated earthquake yeah. trailer, which I always thought it was kind of funny that they would bring a simulated earthquake trailer around to the place that has earthquakes. It's like, I know. Yeah, we've been here. I've, I've been through oh, Thank many. Thank you. Exactly. But okay. I guess thanks. Okay. <laughs> So I just, I'm not going to really uh, dive too deep into this, okay. but 
I thought it was interesting, the concept of, and I'm not saying that people in the Bay Area aren't very prepared. Actually, there's a good amount of preparedness that does go on up there that kind of also ties into uh, that area being very outdoorsy. Hmm. You know what I mean? No, um, I don't know what you mean. But when you talk about preparedness mm-hmm. in densely uh, populated urban areas, okay. people tend to be less amenable to it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they also don't have the space to prep necessarily. So That's my big issue that's... that I always point out is that there's just no space. There's no space for any mm-hmm. of this. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then there's also the stigma when you start talking about, oh, I'm, you know, I try to be really prepared, Mm -hmm. i.e. I am spending my money on these things to prepare for something that I hope does not happen. Right. Right. That is a very bizarre thing for some people to wrap their minds around. It's like sunk costs, right? It's like you're taking money and you're, you're burying it. In the backyard, if you will, right? Yeah. So I think what this couple has done is something that we could all implement in our lives. Okay. Uh, within our social circles. And that is having an earthquake preparedness. Well, wherever you Disaster. are. Disaster. Yeah. yeah. Disaster preparedness um, meal together. And uh, essentially... They have no power. They basically throw a dinner party. Okay. In the what would essentially be the aftermath of an earthquake. So that people think about. Oh, I see. So no power. They've got to do everything with their own. Right. Supplies. Right. And I mean, it's not a horrible experience either, which then doesn't turn people off of the idea of thinking about it. Mm hmm. Right. Because if you make it a really horrible experience, that's that's actually the mental block a lot of people have towards preparedness. So if you make it something that is community based and could be enjoyable, then Mm -hmm. people start thinking about it in a way where, oh, it doesn't have to be bad as long as I'm properly prepared for the situation. Right. You know, it's got to be fun, too. It's like the uh, the midpoint where you've paid a (laughs) like dinner and theater people to show up as random street toughs <laughs> try and be roving bands of, of raiders oh oregon does the great is, wait it's a great shakeout it's the, the western whole seaboard. country um i'm pretty sure it was the western seaboard i thought i didn't know if it was everybody but california it's it's up and down the coast from what i thought interesting it's called the great western shakeout from what i understand no it says the great shakeout it used to be western but all right i guess well this one says south carolina that's a Wait kind a of minute. That's a different kind of shakeout. Yeah. So South Carolina is doing the great shakeout too. It's a global earthquake safety drill. What? God, we're so self-centered in we California. Are. God, that's the worst. We I'm are. so sorry, everybody. I hope you enjoy your great shakeout. Everybody's listening to us from underneath their table right now. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> I've been Jerks. practicing this whole time. I've been living under my table as a test of my preps. So uh, since everybody is um, practicing the great shakeout, everybody just go have a have a dinner party. I like the idea of, of, of using your preps. I mean, that's always one of those fun things. Well, fun would be fun for me. Everybody else would hate it. But um, <laughs> I had always threatened to be like, I'm just going to shut the power off and like lock the box. 
No, but I mean, that's we always talk about that being something your family should do to prepare. But this is a scenario in which people realize. And the other thing is, if you do this, then you know who not to include in your emergency plan. Well, no. Whoever whoever is sitting there during right. the dinner party doing jack squat. Right, right, right. But don't that's also invite when, them to the party. That's also when you get to hear it 10 times. Whoa, what I know, what I learned from tonight is if there's an earthquake or a disaster, I'm definitely coming here. I don't yeah, like that. God, get out of here. I don't. <laughs> I th- but people say that as a compliment. You know that, right? Yeah, they're but not, that just means they they're gonna show up and they're gonna want a handout. No, 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 no. They're saying that, but they don't mean that. They're they're saying it as a way. Oh, I know of... they don't mean that because they'll be dead. What? <laughs> they're not prepared. They're not. They're not ready to live in this high demand, fast paced world of the post disaster. Wouldn't it be slow paced, high demand? <laughs> no, it'd be fast paced with roving bands of raiders and. Having to have every hour of your day working on something so that you don't die and you feed your family. Mm-hmm. I think that's what a lot of people think is that they're just going to get back a lot of time. If if we like oh, they're lose not. power Anybody... and technology, we don't get back time. No, no, it's no, not no, going to no. be a country time lemonade commercial. Time. We're going to be working our butts off. Yeah. You're going to be working like crazy. And if you don't have the right tools and stuff, oh, my God. Anybody who has done. gardened or made sourdough knows that self-reliant living is time-consuming. It's very time-consuming. Josh and I are in a sourdough competition. Quite the 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 contest we're in. Yeah, <laughs> the contest to make the worst bread. See, this is what gets me, though. I can make bread actually quite well with regular yeast. <laughs> you know, if you don't have yeast, it, things get real kind of tricky. Who knew? But then we didn't know how good we had it. <laughs> dealing with this yeast. sourdough is like, why is why is the sourdough so finicky? <laughs> like, Seriously, I can't. it's not. Why is it so inconsistent? It's not good. Ah, frustrated. So that's that's my idea for you. Since everybody's practicing the great shakeout, mm-hmm. go shake out a dinner party. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when McDonald's had salad shakers? Oh, my. I think about that once a week. Are you kidding? <laughs> yes. I love those things. Are you serious? Oh, so smart. And I was like, why would you stop doing that? You have all the implements. <laughs> like, you got cups. I, <laughs> that's all. You got cups. You got domes. You got. Oh, they don't make salad. They don't make salads anymore. Oh, yeah. But that used to but, be a thing. But they still have the implements is my point. They still have lettuce. They still have tomatoes. <laughs> they I still remember have... the, the McDonald's uh, salads. You could get like chopped, like sliced meat. Yeah, and literally, you wouldn't even need to get other salad dressing. Just give people dipping sauces, like, as their dressing. Oh, this is the Asian one. It's got sweet and sour in it. Yeah, but, I mean, there's, like, a ranchy dipping sauce. Ranchy? Yeah. Some would say it's just ranch. There's honey mustard. Yeah. That's probably fine on a salad. (laughs) I've seen people do it. (laughs) I've seen it happen. So... What's that noise? 
Oh, yeah. It's a primitive form of communication. Oh, yeah. There's Morse code. Yes. I'm on a lot of practice. Stop it. Stop what? You're talking about me and Morse code. What the hell is he saying? It seems they're getting a signal. Old Morse code. If you've been following along with Leia's journey into Morse code, you know that we have added you. She's also played around with some of the other characters, but we've also slowed the keying speed down. So, Leia, this is uh, now 15 words per minute. So. I thought we were going to start at the higher speed and then try to copy no. before moving we're to just, the lower we're speed. We're just going to 15. We're just going to do 15. No, don't, don't give up on me. I'm not giving <laughs> up. It's just... We're going to... 15 is fine. No. 15 is fine. I quit. Thank no. You. No. I it's going to take it too long to reprogram it to the faster. And then go to the, lo- the slower. It takes... <sighs> That's the, that is the way. <laughs> okay. Excellent. I'm now changing speed. Okay. Let's listen to the, the letters. Maybe you should let me key some. Oh yeah, definitely gonna do that. You know, if I if you let me key some, then maybe from doing I'll remember the hearing. Mm-hmm. You know, why? Why do you doubt me so? I literally have this stuck in. <laughs> okay, you ready? You gotta do the letters. Oh, I okay. Yeah. Jeez, uh, this is. This turned into a whole lot, huh? Yeah, it did. Okay. So, you tell me what we're doing. You? Yep. Sorry. M. Yeah. S. Yeah. R. Yes. K. Yep. U. U. K. Yep. R. Yep. Ah! What's going on? Okay, we've got something. It better not be my key. That'd be wild. That's a very expensive key for you to... I'm hitting it, but it's not doing anything. Okay. Yep. R. U. Yeah. S. Mm-hmm. M. M. Okay. You got it. See, you got it. I don't know. You ready? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, here you go. Okay. A three, two, one. Okay. What'd you get? M? Yeah. U? Yes. U? Yes. K? R. Hmm. U? S. 
I think I missed a bunch of letters there. Hmm. But then there's like a UU and then an SS. There's a K-U-K-S. Oh. And then there's a S-U. Hmm. Okay, let's try it again. We want to slow it down or Nope. Wow. So that's another one of the things I'm learning about you. It's like, oh, you know, we're going to slow it down for you. You will not slow it down for me. I will not You let you slow it down. Three, two. Okay. M? Yes. S? Yes. K? R. S? Yes. M? Yes. U? Yes. S? M. Then S? Yes. Then S again? U. Oh, that's that's all I got. <laughs> that's it. That's it for me. <laughs> I spelled murder. <laughs> You're almost there. You just don't have D and R yet. Oh, sorry, D and E. Yeah. Okay, what are we doing? Are we slowing it down then? Or are you just done? I think we're good. Uh, yeah, okay. I think we're good for okay. today. Just, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, there, that, that, that's just... hope everybody really enjoyed this week's uh, Schadenfreude. <laughs> <laughs> so the show topic... All right, so today's discussion for today is... Go on to the show. This is a bit of a show topic The topic of today's show is... Gentlemen, let's get down to business. So the show topic for today is Jamboree on the Air. Joda. What is Joda? And how can you get involved? Hey, why is, why are, Joda's this weekend. Literally this weekend. The patches are sold out. What? I can't buy them. What? Yeah. Can we just go down to the, can we call the store and see if they have them? I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty upset though, because I wanted to... I bought the patches online last year. I wanted to be able to give the kids at BooFest who part, who made uh, a contact mm-hmm. the patch right away. Yeah. And they are not available online. They are sold out. Well, a couple of links for everybody. K2BSA.net. That's going to be the first one you want to go to. And actually, if you go to the bottom of the page for Joda, which is a... One of the- oh, wait. It's in stock now. Okay. Well, how many you, should I buy? I don't know. Like a million? How many are there? Uh, how much are they? 350. Oh. Like how many kids we got? Like 12? Uh, I think our den only has 5 kids coming. But then there's a bunch of kids in the pack. I mean they're they're not going to be here in time. Mm. Okay. So, definitely our kids. But and and I mean the other parents can buy their kids patches, I feel. Can Are I we just buy them? it? Can I just buy it for our den then? Sure. Yeah, okay, that's fine. And right. the two dens? Now you're saying two dens. Edison has a den? Are those kids also going to be coming to this thing? Yes, it's the whole pack. <sighs> this is a lot of kids, man. I know because Edison's den's very big. Mm-hmm. That is actually they split that den. That den was so big they split it. I mean Ben's den was big too, but anyway. So go to K2BSA, and if you scroll to the bottom of the Joda page, there's a link to scouting.org forward slash Joda.aspx. There's also a really nice little Joda and Jody 
which is Jamboree on the Internet. I will be talking about I don't Jamboree understand, on the Jody. Uh, I I am throwing no shade, but uh, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna, are they saying that you can just talk to people on the internet? Yeah, like you can literally just use like instant messenger of any kind. That doesn't even make sense. Why would you get the same patch as people who are using ham radio? I don't know. That's insulting. A little I, bit. We got to take this all the way to the top. Some Mormon the, the guy, top that's scout, on the board the, the top board of the scouts. Uh, anyway, Joda is what we're going to be talking about, and I would recommend you go watch the Vimeo, but basically it's this weekend. It's always the third weekend in October, and there are sometimes scouting events that coincides with this. Obviously, for our den, we'll be participating in something called Boo Fest, Boo. which is literally go camping and then also trick-or-treat while doing mm -hmm. it. Yeah. That's literally what we're doing this weekend. It's like an hour of trick-or-treating yeah. between the... Uh, I am using... So for for me, I'm I'm going to try and parlay this into one of my favorite tricks, okay? All the... Everybody. Everybody listening. One of my favorite tricks was to get into barbecue. What? Get into meat smoking, right? Okay. And then if you have a party or an event, you can just hang out with the smoker and say you're doing hard work. <sighs> So for Josh, me, you weren't fooling anyone. You were not fooling anyone. Everybody was fooled. Nobody was fooled. So for me, this camp out, I'm just going to be hanging out with my radio the whole time. And I'm going to be like, hey, I'm I'm helping to participate in Jamboree on the air, getting these scouts on the air. I don't even have to make the contacts. I just log it. The kids do the talking. Uh, this is gonna be fantastic for me. I don't think this is gonna go the way that you yeah, think no, it's of gonna course. go. <laughs> of course, <laughs> I'm kidding. So Jamboree on the air is basically the the goal of this, and and I'll just cut to the chaff because like there's just I don't know why the websites are so vague. I don't get it. I, but you, if you're gonna go to these websites, you're gonna be like, yeah, but what am I supposed to actually do here? What is it you do here? What would you say you do here, right? All you do is you wait for someone calling CQ Joda, okay? There are some frequencies that are pointed out as being, like, recommended, but most of the time it's it's any band, any frequency, literally any band could be somebody doing Joda. I heard Two Meter Simplex last year. People working Two Meter oh. Simplex for Joda. And you just call back, call. reply out my name and if there's a scout on the other end you ask them questions because usually scouts are pretty bad at you know talking on the radio this is probably the first time they've ever done it you just call them back and say hey i'm hearing you loud and clear thanks for you know talking with me oh man our kids are going to be such good ambassadors come ben's talk done on the it. radio ben's done it edison Every, hasn't edison everybody will be good come at it. talk on the radio and you uh you ask them questions like you know how old are you what rank are you What's been your favorite merit badge and or belt loop and or achievement you've done, right? Mm -hmm. You just kind of go through the list and like, you know, tell us about your last trip you did. Just rag the idea, Yeah, the idea is that you kind of do a little bit of rag chew with them. Now, the, the most opportune situation, and this is what's really what we're really going for out here, is trying to get scouts talking to scouts. It's nice if there's an adult that kind of helps guide but the goal is that we find scouts on the air to talk to other scouts. Mm. So when I'm on the radio this weekend, I'm going to be having scouts running my call sign. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to have scouts trying to talk to other scouts. So what they need help with, and this is where your clubs, your amateur radio clubs are still pretty vital, right? Is that the ARRL is literally linked to the find a club section off of the Boy Scouts of America page. And they're telling people, they're telling scoutmasters, they're telling people involved in scouting to use the ARRL find a club site to find the local club and mm-hmm. then plan an event with them. Okay. So that they can get their scouts talking to other scouts. It just happens that Boo Fest is on a perfect weekend because it's Jota weekend and I can do both. Right. 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 So I can set up my station and we can run um, while we do all the other stuff as well. But that's that's the goal. That's that's our big thing that we're trying to do out there. And it's it's a lot of fun if you have a scout that you can work with. A scout in the family is probably going to be your best bet. Have them come over to your shack or set up a, a portable shack and somewhere that you can have the, the whole den come out or the whole pack or the whole patrol or whatever. Have them come on out and, and make contacts. Help them explain to them how it works explain what the microphone is explain dot 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 in fact that reminds me i have to um i wrote down on my little three by five card that i need to bring the merit badge book okay because there's going to be um actual scouts there right yeah i might be able to get some scouts actually um their requirements completed for the merit badge amazing maybe i don't know how that's very optimistic but um that is a really fun – by the way, guys, if you want to challenge yourself as a ham, everybody uh, listening right now, go um, go watch my video. It was a two-part live stream going through the BSA radio merit badge. Oh. It's actually a pretty good challenge Okay, to challenge other hams in. Why? Because they ask you questions. Okay, so I don't know if you understand this since you you weren't a, a scout right when you do a merit badge mm-hmm. the front two pages of the merit badge books are the requirements you must pass yeah to earn the merit badge of course so the radio merit badge there is a lot of pages how many pages six plus so as at, when i was a scout for many of my years i would go to the store the, the scout store mm-hmm. and i would open every one of the books and I'd look for the ones that had the smallest requirements to get the merit badge. Wow. Just so I could stack merit badges. That I was is, like Edison min- is your child. Oh, I was min-maxing for points. I was going for high points. My sash was loaded. <laughs> loaded with merit badge. Merit badge I merit badges for days. Summer camp, I did like one year I did six merit badges in a week. Another year I did eight. Wow. And those were like wood carving. Wood carving was a like a relatively difficult, more difficult one. I, I yeah, I did the I, I would, I would go hard on the cool ones, but most of the time I was just moving. Like I was I was going for quantity, right? The radio merit badge is kind of tricky. It's it's actually a harder merit badge. So if you want to watch me go through it, it's actually kind of a fun little, maybe a demonstration of radio is one way to look at, it, but it's a kind of fun challenge to see if you can do it on your own. Because I post the questions. There's ah, actual there's a form you can fill out. Okay. And okay. I post the links so all the hams watching could go take and download this PDF and they can answer it themselves and see are if you, you can answer. Are it. you ham enough? Are you are you ham enough to pass the uh, the Boy Scout or the Scouting BSA merit badge for radio? Yeah. So, uh, like I said, we we were up kind of late 
or we're up very late, guys. So I, I don't have a lot more to add to that. I think that's my big thing is just get you guys linked to um, K2BSA and obviously the the scouts the scouting.org website for Joda. And please, if you're if you're listening to this on the weekend, get on HF and, and also check out Two Meter Simplex. Two Meter Simplex in your local area and also get on HF. I'm assuming 20 meters is probably where a lot of the activity is going to be and possibly even 40. I can't expect that I'm going to be rag chewing well into the evening on 80 meters with some scouts, but but who knows? Uh, we'll see. I think we, we got a curfew at like 10 p.m., but regardless, it should be a lot of fun. So join us on the air. What's happening? The staircase has changed, remember? Let's go this way. Before the staircase moves again. Indeed. Get on into the compound. The Ham Radio Crash Course compound. This is where we hear from you. On the leftmost building of our three-building complex, there is the physical mail depot. I got a couple of QSL cards, but no other boxes to report. I, I have um, an antenna that will be featured on a video that was sent to me. Just want to say a big shout out. Um, I will. We will be talking more about that in the future. We kind of gave a light coverage of that uh, when I first opened the box, but I did want to say how thankful I am uh, for Snow Cones. Oh, for sending that. So thank you, Snow Cones. Appreciate that. Yeah, you awesome. know who you are. Snow Cones. So we're gonna leave the physical mail depot and head on over to the voicemail annex. All right, away we go. Oh, oh, not wait. even phone number. Oh, sorry. 562. Just... <laughs> if you'd like to leave a voicemail, you can call 562-334-2389. Liz in a big hurry. Wants to go to bed. Hey, this is Kilo One Mike Alzun and Nathan in hey, Southern Vermont. And I'm watching Josh's live stream um, of the uh, Feld Hell. I'm on 10 meters right now, and it looks like there I was can hear Josh in the background. Dropped off the that bed. is me. Okay. Um, so Josh is on 10 meters right now. He had some activity and it dropped off a little bit. So to make it uh, a reenactment of our interchange with the Feld Hell, which we had a, I guess, uh, a uh, exchange on there. I kept, because of the delay in the live stream, I thought he was done transmitting. Um, so I would transmit and then he would be transmitting at the same time, so I got a rebuke. I know it's not a rebuke. So this is how we're going to reenact <laughs> it. So for 10 seconds, Josh, I just want you to say something. Okay. Three, two, one. Okay, go. I'm saying something. You're, something. You were not. Yeah, Josh, I hear no, you. you. Yeah, hang yeah, up. yeah, I hear you, Josh. No, you hang up. No, <laughs> you hang up. No, you hang up. Okay. So if Josh spoke at the same time, um, then there's your reenacting of our... Uh, a vocal version of our text chat for Feld Hell. So oh, this is one Mike Alzulu. This is not the last you've heard of me. Thanks, Nathan. Thank you, Nathan. <laughs> no, you hang up. We did that once. Hi, Leia and Josh. This is Andrew. Hey, Andrew. We am formerly known as KE8FHB. More on that in, a, in an email <laughs> okay. if I decide to send one. If not, um, 
a little know, drama. It'll just be a mystery. But okay. anyway, um, <laughs> just calling. Uh, it's been a while since I've called or emailed into the podcast. It's uh, you well, know, welcome life. back. Got a little promotion at work at the old post office, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, but congratulations. I did not call to talk about my career. I called to talk about my ham career. Um, I my recently, ham uh, became a member of what? the HRCC uh, VE team. And <gasps> I just, congratulations! Uh, a couple minutes ago, Thank uh, got you. off the Zoom meeting. I finished my first uh, session as a VE. Um, helped uh, helped a ham uh, uh, upgrade to his general. So he was able to get his general license, and I helped sign it and everything. And yeah, it was it was really nice being able to pay it forward and um, do my first VE session. So I'm pretty proud. And Love it. I'm pretty happy. Anyway, um, I'll let you guys get back to the podcast, and I'll try to shoot an email later. This is Andrew, uh, formerly KE8FHB, but still your Indiana Postal correspondent. Seventy three guys. No, well, thank, thank you. you, Andrew, and thank you for your service as a V. We love the post carriers and everybody involved in the post office. We appreciate what you do. All right. Next up. Hello, HRCC, Josh, Leah. Per my last voicemail, or <laughs> as I'm now going to dub it, a pun mail, I thought I should give y'all a PSA, since now it's getting colder, or as I'm calling it, a pun service announcement. Thank you for that. Listen, if you're ever feeling cold in these months to come, just remember, stand in the corner. I hear it's 90 degrees. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's a 70. good one. Like the math joke. <laughs> well done. Oh, wait. You hit Leia right, in the, right where she likes the puns Hi, to be. Hi, Josh and Leia. I felt like my last pun was pretty lame. It was not so lame. It was great. I thought I'd one. So a man walks into a zoo. The only animal there is a dog. It just shit zoo. <laughs> I'm loving it. That's good. I'm loving it. That is arguably right. a good a good putt. It's a shit zoo. <laughs> All right. Thank oh. you. Thank you for those PSAs. I do like those. The, the, Hello, HRCC, Josh and Leah. This is Alabama Andrew. Hey, Alabama Andrew. Alpha Pop Delta. Howdy. Long time no talk. Uh, did my first POTA outing this past weekend. <gasps> Thought I'd call in and kind of report how it went. Uh, it went, I'm going to say great. I didn't make nice. contact at all. Oh. I got my little True SDX, <laughs> my little spark plug antenna. Oh, no, and, True uh, got SDX. got on the 20 meter band and all that. Okay. And apparently I... Ended up visiting on the biggest, like, most busiest time of the week to go out to my local nature preserve. Oh, uh, the yeah. name of the nature preserve is uh, Ruffner Mountain State Nature Preserve right down the road from my house. Uh, there's a little point up there called Hawk I, Hawk View. I'm sorry, not Hawkeye. Hawk View Definitely point. not Hawkeye. And you get a great view <laughs> over the city. That you can, I thought you could set up there and do an awesome poda with. Well, get everything set up, start calling a CQ poda. I believe my frequency was around like fourteen point one eight three. Is what I was calling to that. Called CQ poda for a little bit, wasn't getting anything. That's the extra. Had my little phone out with my hammers app to log everything, and lo and behold, I get a weird work email during the whole poda. What? And it's from, I don't know if you've ever heard about this, Amateur Radio Watch? 
how they got my work number, I have no idea. What? But they were very helpful. I'll, as odd as it was getting an email, stating, hey, you know, if you want to make more contacts, pop it up into the general band. Yeah. You might get make some more contacts. I love that. Wait, so I was like, oh, okay. What? Number how one, how did you get my email? Number two, hey, thanks for the help. Appreciate it. 73. Email me back, said he apparently Googled me and my work email is out there. So there's that. But anywho, went up to hiring the general portion. Apparently, uh, there were some QSO parties going on, so trying to find a clear frequency was a little tough. Finally found a clear frequency. Boom. Started calling CQ Poda. That's when it happened. Everybody started making it up to the point that I set up at. And eventually, the questions started coming. And they would what not stop doing? coming, which I'm fine with. What is because that? Because that's awesome. Because I got to show off what amateur radio is all about. So it ended up being that I ended up just stopped my my POTA because I started running out of the time that I allowed myself to do it. And just sat there and just said, hey, why don't you come over here and learn about this stuff? So I thought you all find that interesting. Uh, thank you for listening to me ramble. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of the podcast and a wonderful rest of your weekend. 73. Kill Quebec four Alpha Papa Delta out. Interesting. Wait, there's one. There's one more voicemail from Andrew. Hang on. Hey, uh, Jackson Lay and HRCC Podcast Net. Uh, Alabama Andrew again. Uh, sorry if you hear that oh, noise. That's me opening the trash can. Mm-hmm. Um, so funny story uh, just happened just now after I got off the phone uh, telling them to you about my photo adventure. Mm-hmm. All went right. Into the, uh, Went to the garage where my hand shack's located to do a little bit of photo hunting, and uh, my wife's in the bedroom. So apparently, um, at 20 meters, uh, FT8, okay, at running 70 watts out of a Yesu FT891, apparently puts out enough juice or the frequency comes out enough that it um, causes the fan motor. For our AC unit to kick in. On oh my gosh, that's going. so funny. Out of to the power out, line. Uh, my wife ran into the the garage and was like, "Hey, something's up with the uh, with the AC unit. Mm-hmm. Keeps cutting on and off." I was like, "That's weird. It shouldn't." Um, she's like, "Yeah, come here and do it." So I leave the FT8 going and all that, and I walk in and I stand by where the uh, intake is for the AC. And I just stand there. Next thing you know, AC fan kicks in. I look into yep. the garage where I can have a beeline straight sight to where the radio is. The radio is transmitting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, and by the way, full disclosure, I, I have a, a fan dipole in the attic. So, and I think it's not that far from the AC unit, to be honest with you. That might be a little bit of the problem, but, but you get a kick out of that. Uh, apparently, <laughs> 20 meters. At 70 watts, coming out of the Yesu FT891, uh, running on the FT8, apparently uh, can start your AC unit, at least the fan. So if you ever run into a problem with your thermostat, shove an antenna in your attic and hit that PTT button. Uh, that's it for me for now. At- y'all have a wonderful, again, rest of your podcast, 73. Thank you. Add a toroid. Add a toroid to the power line and wrap it through a couple of times. Or a, a snap on, but wrap it a few times before you snap it, and that should uh, that should alleviate all those problems. Uh, but Andrew, I gotta tell you, I really feel your wife's pain. Oh yeah, Ran- random things going off. I'm like, oh, what? 
things. Nothing that randomly goes off when I use my radio. Sure. We got rid of a whole microwave. Okay. That microwave had other problems. Sure. Sure. It was all mouthing off to you. Well, th- thank you so much, Alabama Andrew. Thank you, Andrew. Not to the next voicemail. Hello, this is Kilo on Mike Alpha Zulu Nathan. It is Wednesday hey, the eighteenth. And I do believe in miracles. I saw on Facebook that the parts on the air um hold on adding new uh parts to yeah, the park list. Has been lifted. It, I think it went into. Oh my gosh, that's exciting! That's awesome. Twenty twenty one. So like, mid pandemic, it looks like they've hit a point where they're allowing the mapping coordinators or the mapping representatives. Oh, so they're mapping people United who States have to go out to, to the sites. No, they're um, consider and they're allowing people to recommend put it into effect again. some new parks. So I'm I'm quite happy. Um, I have. It's pretty exciting times. Said in past uh, voicemails or emails, this is this is really something that I have been looking forward to, uh, especially since I researched more recently and found um, there there's some states that have wildlife management areas mm-hmm. as parks, so that means that's kind of an allowable park thing, right? Did you know that Vermont has over 100 wildlife management areas in the state? Wow. And that's... zero of them are on the park from air. That feels website. like a lot. Zero of them. So I can I, activate with a deer. Um, send an email to uh, the mapping re- representative for Vermont, who is I, maybe a listener. I think I think the listener. He's definitely on the HRCC Discord, and um, suggested. Oh, I'm gonna recommend Don Knob. Don Knob. The idea of that, and I would research for him. Um, and Why? we'll see how that goes. Whether it will be a pro or con. So, this is Kilo and Mike Alzula. I don't want a timeout. So every park in our area, you mm-hmm. have to pay to go to. What? Every park that's on Poda in our local area, like oh. 20 miles and plus from me, you have to pay for parking. Mm. The only one is uh, Pio Pico's house. I see. But that is a horrible place to activate. There's nowhere yeah. to park. Mm-hmm. There's really nowhere to set up either. Yeah. So, yeah. I see your problem. Yeah. I think I might. I might recommend it. We've got a follow-up. And knowing Leia, she probably thinks this is a follow-up voicemail. Oh, yes. So let's uh, continue the conversation. I was last talking about Parks and Air allowing um, U.S. uh, state map representatives to add more uh, Mm. parks. They need to add El Dorado. El Dorado is not bad. Hands down. No, but you've got to pay to go to El Dorado. They need to add CPE. That's actually the site of an Olympic pool. That was used in the Olympics. Radios feels, don't like water. It doesn't matter. No, I feel it like it's significant lot. enough to that's be That's also a my secret stick- antenna test park. I don't want people going there. Okay, my bad. That's my that's my, my heritage park. That's There's my radio download island. park. There's a whole island 
at Heritage. Are you just going to start nominating parks for these people? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know I already haven't? So, with the in the past, I had suggested to Ryan. He's actually over in like New York, across the border in into New York, but he's uh, the mapping representative for Vermont. So I had suggested, and he was very um, heartily agreed that he liked the idea of adding more parts. So sure, um, that's let's see what he should um, be doing, what, right? What transpires. So I had also suggested um, some historic sites, and I think the criteria for the parks are usually that it is um, one like a park or a forest. Start first, or, be a park. Uh, be a park. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Stuff like that. My target ball or an actual ideas state park. right out. <laughs> it has to be owned by the, like a, either the state or the federal government. No. To be considered. Nope. Um, that so needs to go. <laughs> that postcard I sent you needs to a number go. of weeks ago of the Bankton Battle Monument, that's actually a state-owned historic site and listed on the Vermont historic site owned by Vermont things. And I thought that would be a good uh, location. Maybe not setting up like a whole antenna, but like at least a drive-up um, in the parking lot because uh, that part is never closed. Uh, because it's part of where near where people live, so I thought that would be a good idea at the location. And um, actually, into New York, I, I I think I got to follow that up with some other people um, for New York side. But uh, the actual commem- commemorative battlefield that they used for the Battle of Bennington um, for Vermont, it was actually uh, fought in D- in New York, and that is not included. As a location, but it is owned. It is uh, New York state-owned land. So yeah, a bunch of ideas, and I definitely have to research. Uh, there's a lot of. There's like three or four wildlife management areas in just my county, and uh-huh. again, they are not included in Porta at this time. But hopefully, in the future. This is Key to One, Mike Alazulu, and maybe the next voicemail. Just as, as warning, not related to Poda. Seventy-three. All right, here is Nate's last voicemail. Yes, Nate. So I thought I'd be uh, quick about this. Totally not Poda, but this is something that I finally accomplished. <clears throat> I finally wired my radio to my car battery. Congratulations! It took a bunch of like research and looking around and squeezing my hand in places that are very tight, but I was able to get it. I, I got replacement um, tape and a, a like a ring terminal to yeah, did I tell you about this? I don't know. A little bit, I, yeah. I, I got it you done. You talked so a little I, bit about your car setup. That I didn't, there wasn't any video specific to my car type or whatever to get that done, so I'll probably make a video. Um, and if I've already described this, and uh, it was one of the earlier voicemails. I'm sorry. This is Q1, Mike Alvazulu. Hopefully this is under a minute. 73. All right. Thanks so much, Nate, and everybody else who voicemailed us this week. Thank you. We very much appreciate all the voicemails. We love hearing your voices and giving us a break from speaking. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, we we do actually have a bit of a drop 
as we look to the center building, the looming tower, where we go to read your emails. And if you'd like to email us, lay at hamtactical.com. But check out this drop from Jay-Z, different Jay-Z than you think. Hello, hello, welcome to the tower. Hello, hello, <laughs> welcome to the tower. Leia's reading your emails and Josh is going on a tangent. Thank you for your email. We hope you like it here. <laughs> That's the best. That's the best. Oh, I love it. That's an amazing drop. Well done. <laughs> yeah, now we can begin the ascent of the tower. So, Leia at hamtactical.com. That's where you go to send us an email. Leia, let's get started. Well, uh, I was informed that I missed somebody's email. <laughs> How dare you? Last week. How um, dare you? And I think it's because it came from no reply that it got stuck. Yeah, if, you're, my... if your uh, email is a little sus, <laughs> don't be surprised if you don't get your uh, your email read. And because... It is titled Predefined One Way Message from Soda Mat User. Oh. K E Zero V I M. Totally not a robot. <laughs> Hello, Josh and Leia. This message was sent via FT8 20 meters invis from the bottom of the Grand Canyon. <gasps> no service, computer, or tablet, no problem. Soda Mat or Soda Mate. Is super cool. 73 Mike KE0 VIM the traveling ham. Listen, uh, I just want you to know I had faith in Mike the whole time and Mike succeeded. Fantastic. Yeah. Excellent. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll be talking about that soda mat here in the future. It's actually soda mate. Well, it's it's soda, so it's soda mat, but it's got that uh dash above mate. the A. Mate. Makes it long. It makes it Australian. Is that what you just did there? Soda mate. It makes it long. Good day, mate. Good day, soda mate. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mike, for uh Thank you, Mike. For that in your face <laughs> to Josh. <laughs> well, that didn't mean he activated. It just means he was able to send that message. All right, let's uh We'll see. Let's go along. Yeah. The next email is from uh, from Logan. And is it from the it Low Gang or is it Logan? Logan. Is this Logan Paul? No. <laughs> is it the Low Gang? Uh, it's titled Morse and Sourdough. Mm. Hello, HRCC podcast. This is definitely team. Logan Paul. This is <laughs> This is Logan K A five Z Y W reaching out once again. It seems like I always remember to email you on Fridays and then procrastinate. Yeah. Dear Josh. Are you still involved with the Long Island CW Club? Would you recommend that club or the MCT 73 that y'all have been using? I'm hesitant to use apps for learning as I'm concerned about picking up bad habits like counting dits and daws. My local club has a bencher paddle and I've experimented with it a bit. I'm eager to learn but haven't yet found the right tools or dedication. I watched a couple of your videos on the subject. Any additional advice would be appreciated. Yeah. So am I active in the Long Island CW Club? As a student, no. I'm a horrible student. You're been a bad student. I've been a bad, bad student. I only think I've gone to a couple of classes. You know, it's so tough, though. Our schedule I am is so insane. so busy. Our, our, my, my life has only gotten busier this year. I look back at the last, like, four years, and this year has been, like, 
one of the busiest years. Oh, for sure. Of my life. Yes. Um, COVID was actually a breeze in comparison. Oh to yeah, this. that's what totally. I was. That's what I was trying to tell you. You got mad at me. <laughs> what? That's what I was trying to tell you. That like the COVID times really slowed things down, and and it made things easier. And then you got mad at me because you still had to go to work. I did. <laughs> then, and you I didn't appreciate me saying that. Yeah. So because oh, I didn't get to enjoy it as a lot of people did. Yes. I I was. Also, so instead of being terrified as you all were sleeping in, being all cozy, uh, I was terrified in a building with other people that was also terrified. And everybody started like pointing at people like, did you get it? Do you have it? You can't come back to work if you had it. In you know? my defense, in your defense, I had to make sure a first grader was going to school online. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I'm not saying it was good times for everybody. You also had that one dude that showed up with no pants on at his door. Yeah. That you were trying to help the elderly. Yes. And bring him food. Yes. So you had that. Yeah. And then I. I didn't have that. And then I ran a preschool. From his pantsless A preschool. Yeah, I mean, I did run from that. But uh, I also. And I ran. I ran a preschool. Um, on pod online yeah. on Zoom. Yeah, that's tough. Dolphins are difficult. I know they they are great in water, mm-hmm. but you know what's not great in water? Computers. <laughs> right. <laughs> Zoom is real tough for yeah, the water. I mean, they Zoom. Yeah, but <laughs> the concept is tough. Well, it was for Edison because right. he also needed educations. Right. He could barely swim at the time. Exactly. Yes. I don't know what we're talking about anymore. I've lost the, the script. I've totally lost. You're a bad student. <laughs> oh, the long SCW club. Oh, my God. Um, so I 100% support everything they do. I wish I had time to, to support more learning with them because, again, they have like 70. So 70 was the last time I checked. I don't even know what it's at now. But they have like 70 classes a week. Right. And that's all the different skill levels that they cover. Literally every hour throughout the day is basically covered. If they're not international by now, I would be shocked. But they've got classes going on constantly, constantly. And it's at your own pace. You don't have to go to just the beginners or the intermediates or the experts. You could be a beginner and you could go to an expert class just to see what it looks like. Yeah. Like you're auditing a college class. Yeah. Did you ever do that? Did yeah. you ever go to different college classes sure. just to see what the, yeah. like, that's kind of what that's like. It's like, do I really like this CW thing? Right. You just audit one of Howard's classes and go, go nuts. Right. I totally recommend it. Cause I think it's like 35 bucks a year and their lifetime membership is like 90 bucks. Ugh. So you can come back in CW for the rest of your life. It's still a club. So they're still they they still do club meetings on the weekends and videos and live streams and all that stuff. Like I don't know of a better deal like for clubs and mm-hmm. for a learning type setup, particularly something as valuable as learning CW from my point of view for like 90 bucks. That's that's sure. hard to beat. Uh now, as far as the MCT73, I love the device. I think the device is is great and for those of you that learn the way of of doing it's a really, really simple device to use because really you only have to plug a key into it for transmit testing. But a lot of it is just going to be copy testing. 
And you could do that while you're even driving the car. Don't do that necessarily. But like (laughs) you could do that at any time. You could just have it kind of running in the background. You could set it to do all kinds of different things. Yeah, it's – that is a learning tool. I don't know that it's necessarily a replacement for something hands-on or, you know, online on sure. as the Long Island CW Club is, particularly with learning the alphabet. I think that the MCT 73 will, will challenge you for, like, practice, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily the, the best way to initially learn. Got it. If that makes sense. I don't know. I always feel like you learn better if a human's yelling at you. Sure. Or telling you things yeah, than absolutely. the other way around. Logan continues, also, you have a degree. I'm curious about your perspective on self-taught development um, and or engineering compared to formal college education. Oh, I'm boy. thinking about pursuing an electrical and mechanical engineering degree. Right. So my degree is in software development. And my work area with regards to software development, we've actually done something that if you'd asked me 10 years ago, I couldn't imagine this being a thing. Our software developers are not required to have bachelor's degrees anymore. That's amazing. They have to have a commensurate amount of time in Mm -hmm. in actual development. So four years working or so what's the commensurate amount of work experience so here's what here's what we've been doing a lot of times and and the smart people are doing this the ones that are really good this is one of the ways you know they're really good they post their github okay and their github is their portfolio of code okay and you go to it and i go look at their code and you're like, this code is trash. I've you're not literally done that. Yes, you're I've like, literally this code, do not bring this person. Up. And hey, like, it saves this is the most beautiful code. It saves I've it saves them time. It saves me time. Hire this person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just make them a lead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. We don't, no, no. We don't want you. We don't want you in the leadership of humans. Your code yeah. is that good. Yeah. You need to be a code monkey. We need to know. We'll give you vitamin D supplements, but we don't want you in the sun. Okay, (laughs) That's what our dream of you is. Never out of the building. Okay, that's our that's our dream. Wow. That's our You guys are so good to your coders. Yeah, that's our that's our goals for you. Our mission, if you will. If you choose to accept it. (laughs) No, so yeah, it I I am very much in love with people. Having good GitHubs, not crap GitHubs. Don't just put your GitHub in there and think like, he's never going to look at it. I look at it. And how, buddy? Uh, You are really dumb, for real. I had had somebody apply. Scratch Junior code. It's all all chat GPT. I had somebody that made like a pornography game. That put it in their GitHub. Okay. Was the game fun? No. I, oh. <laughs> I didn't run it. But I had uh, I had another guy who ran, uh, he was a software developer for a back-end system for uh, dispensaries. <laughs> and he had that on his uh, on his, his GitHub. And I was like, so I'm curious. Um, you know, I know this is a burgeoning market area with lots of money. You know, there's a lot of money in, in the dispensary game right now. Mm-hmm. Did you actually think you could get a clearance? <laughs> Just curious. Like, what 
where were we, where were we on out of that? I don't know. Where, oh, where are we thinking? Man. Um, it, it's funny how much information it's yielded just from like five minutes of pulling up the GitHub and just like going through everything and be like, huh, oh, wow, this is interesting. Uh, so, yeah, I'm. But I'm, these question, this question that Logan has is specifically directed towards electrical and mechanical engineering. Yeah, so that's And I don't harder. know that, that you go away from the four year degree in those industry well it depends it depends so for electrical engineering if you're literally developing circuits and you you're making those circuits available mm -hmm. online yeah. there's literally just Chinese... mail them one of your circuits man no <laughs> there's uh much like much like you would do with a 3d print that, yeah. that has like a structure to it mm -hmm. that you can just somebody has an account for their 3d prints yeah like if they were a uh, mechanical engineer or something like that and they built this cool contraption mm -hmm. like that would be something that you'd put on your resume or whatever but for uh, electrical engineers, if they had a circuit design, like a PCB design, yeah. you can literally just take that PCB file and you can send it to a company in China and they'll send you 1,500 of them for like 200 bucks mm. at the end of the month or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you hand them out with your resumes? I, I had somebody do that as a business <laughs> card. They had a PCB business card. That's I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so it depends. I am... I support people not having to go to college. I'm okay with that. Sure. But they have to have something pretty cool to replace it. Right. I feel like this is a whole like the thing is bell that curve ex thing. Experience is very hard to prove. A diploma can easily be presented. Correct. Yeah. So it's a bell curve thing. If most people, the highest demographic fits under the bell curve, and they go to college, Yeah, it's easy for everybody to just say, here's my degree, here's my degree, here's my degree. Yeah. If you find yourself on the edges, you pretty much have to have something amazing mm -hmm. to be able to live in that space. Right. Because you can't just be like, okay, now give me a job. I made a dispensary tracking <laughs> application. Sure. It's like, yeah, cool, but like that's not going to separate you from somebody that has an actual right. computer science degree. Right. right? So mm -hmm. that's my point of view. All right. Well, Logan continues, Dear Leia, you mentioned sourdough in one of your episodes and it caught my attention. Do you genuinely enjoy it? I was telling Josh today We were enjoying it. That <laughs> there is well, I made um I made sourdough crepes today. Yes. So for me, it is exploring an area of cooking that I mean, I love sourdough, like eating it. So <laughs> I love bread. <laughs> I love bread. So getting into the world of dealing with like discard and stuff like that and having things that I wouldn't normally make or be able to buy. Mm -hmm. I like that. Sourdough. Everybody loves sourdough because it has a taste that you just love. There's a taste and a mm -hmm. silky kind of texture when it's done well and it's really airy but crusty on the outside. And chewy. There's something, yeah, and that mm -hmm. chewy, chewy but not like dense chewy, yeah. soft, light chewy. Yes. That's yeah. what people like in sourdough. Mm -hmm. We've found out that's actually kind of difficult. Well, to do you've that. got to measure, Josh. That's that... <laughs> what, a what, a what now? A what? I, 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 um, I love sourdough. I love the experience of it, of eating it, much like you do. And nothing has made me feel more like a homesteader than feeding this starter and like trying to make things from the discard. So yeah, I beloved, I'm beloved, it. we love 
Yeah. We love making sourdough. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like doing it with Josh though. Josh has his own starter. I have my own starters. And like us just having conversations about something we're both doing. I haven't completely geeked out on it yet. I've I've read two uh, articles. You, I've you read two geeked articles. Out enough on gear though. That's <laughs> No, I I've Eh, yeah. No, not. No. I do need a Dutch whisk, though. Yeah. This is so um, I, I I geeked out on the starter process, which I didn't follow because I just didn't have the time for the dual feeding yeah. that the 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 document that I read yeah. wanted me to do. You can actually you can skip the dual feeding and you can actually do a one to two to two if you want to stay on a twenty four hour. It's fine. The, the reason for the dual feeding was so that they got you to a usable starter in like less than two weeks. Sure. That was the point. All right. But then their their actual sou- their beginner sourdough recipe, which I sent to you, mm-hmm. that was actually pretty insightful. There was some things I didn't know. Sure, right? The like, perfect loaf. That's a really that's a good site. Um, and the um the the two things that were kind of new to me, actually, the first thing was it was that Annalise, whatever it was called, Adelize, Adelize, the concept that you take the flour and the water and you pre-mix it with and you just pre-mix it yeah. no yeast pre-mix it and you just let it sit there because there are reactions outside of you because that's what we know is that oh the reaction element is the is the yeast yeah it's, it's eating it's leavening blah blah mm-hmm. blah but no there's other enzymes that are created in the process and if you mix the water together and you let it just chill for a while not chill like in the cold, but just hang out. Mm-hmm. Like it actually yields a positive result. But I was like, oh, I didn't know that. That's a mm-hmm. brand new thing for me. Yeah. So I like that. That was that was good. All right. Here's the thing I learned. Well, Logan continues, my family has a history of dabbling in quote unquote unconventional foods. Have you ever tried kefir or kombucha? I've had mixed experiences <laughs> yes yes. with them myself. Leo uh, made it. I don't like kefir, but I used to make a lot of kombucha. And the problem with the kombucha is always how what to do with your rapidly growing scoby. I mean, it's just the uh, this is a major thing that I <laughs> It's weird. Like it for people that are not familiar with, I don't think that the scoby weirdness is the problem. It's, it's that the scoby is actually like people will buy the scoby. Okay, people buy scobies online. Yeah, and so if you could gift somebody who wants to make kombucha a scoby, that's a super nice thing to do, right? Yeah. Except for what you realize when you're making kombucha is that there's just so much scoby and not there's enough people making so kombucha. So much of them. <laughs> You'd have like three of those things like folded up in one big ass jar and you're like, oh, yeah. my God, what are we supposed to do with it? And stuff? so I saw somebody. For people make... that don't know what that is, that is the starter of kombucha. The, that is yeah, the reactionary the thing. It's yeah. the thing that causes the reaction that creates the kombucha. And give it tea. people were turning it into uh, kombucha leather, like scoby leather. It's so weird. Because it actually, as it thickens, it starts to feel like skin. It does. It has a skin, right? It's very weird. It's so it was a little gross. It, but yeah, that the was... kombucha was really delicious. So <sighs> the thing I couldn't, uh, I, I, the reason I stopped mm-hmm. for kombucha is that I, f- I found myself nervous every time I opened a bottle of kombucha I made because I didn't know if it was going to explode or be under uh, carbonated. Okay, and. 
I just don't need that kind of stress when I'm trying to drink something. <laughs> like, I just... <laughs> you spend all this time caring for this thing yeah. to make these other things. And, and then for it to be at the at the end, so many ways for it to fail catastrophically. <laughs> like it's cool. I didn't need the probiotics that bad. I'm good. <laughs> like, I'm good. That's funny. I didn't know that. I didn't know that's why you stopped. Like I'm just scared for my life. At this point. <laughs> well, I would have those swing top bottles and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I remember that. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And sometimes they would like. You would pop them off and they would, this, the amount of carbonation coming out of this thing. And then other times I'd be super excited, really, really ready for the carbonation. Flat. <laughs> Just. So you were mad about the consistency. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which I'm sure is on my part user error. But like the payoff just wasn't very good. Also, there's like varying levels of sweetness based on how yes. long you fermented it. That was my problem. And... Is that the the taste was kind of like, but most of the kombucha that you buy like in the store is totally sweetened and yeah. flavored after yeah. the fact. Yeah, it's not a byproduct of the actual kombucha. Yeah, I've I've rarely seen it. I've never seen it like yeah. that. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. All right, so I hope that answers your questions, Logan. Uh, Logan signs off. Looking forward to your next episode. Also, if this email looks strange, it's because it's revised with ChatGPT. I did come up with the original email, though. Best regards, Logan. K-I-5-Z-Y-W. Logan, it wasn't weird, but hang on. Logan's got a follow-up email that's titled Ham Study Services. Dear HRCC, another email here, something I forgot to say or ask. Have y'all heard of Ham Test Online, a.k.a. HamRadioLicenseExam.com? Yes. Um, I paid 45 bucks, I think, and it's a general in tech. Extra is 30 bucks right now. Mm -hmm. I like their way of doing it. The way I remember it, we ran through it all basically roughly according to the sub elements, then just kept doing it. <laughs> just just kept adding previous element <laughs> previous questions back in. Curious if y'all have a reason why you use and recommend ham study. Nothing about something being better than the other. Just curious. This worked for me. Yeah, um, so it's free. There's a number of reasons that that I prefer ham study. Mm -hmm. um, the app's not free, but it's it's near free. It's really the phone app is not free. The website is entirely free. Sure. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's that the the creator behind ham study has done so much for the ham community. Oh yeah, ham tools, which is what a lot of people use for online testing, was created. 100%. Yeah. There would not be the tool that all the VEC, the VEs, the VEC coordinators are, are in support of. Nobody. It wouldn't exist. Nobody it would not be a thing. has gotten more people licensed than the oh, team behind Hamstudy. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. If you if you just talk about exam tools alone and the work of Hamstudy.org, that is such a huge huge value yeah. to the community 
And then you talk about the fact that signal stuff, signal stick antennas. Mm-hmm. He started making these antennas to just offset the costs so that he didn't have to pay for running hamstudy.org. Right. The antennas fund all of this. And they're good antennas. And they're good antennas. So it's so, like it's we're really we're really in the ham study ecosystem at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's just good stuff. It's good people, good stuff, good vision, good like yeah. return to the community. And, now, can, and I, can I take a, a really big deal though? Yeah. Is yeah. that because hamstudy.org looks identical to the test that you're going to take? Yeah, just mentally, mm-hmm. that's hugely helpful for online test taking. So I do have. I, I I hate to be that guy because I'm a, I'm a big supporter of capitalism and people making money and doing good work out there. Like if you make a product that people like and they and they they're happy with it, great. Hamstudy.org and Signal stuff and all of that, you don't really see them pushing sponsored ads on your Google pages or your right. YouTube's. Mm-hmm. But there are definitely licensed programs that are paying a considerable amount of their budgets to place ads yeah. in front of you. Mm-hmm. And you start then asking the question, it's like, okay, well, why isn't it all just word of mouth? Right. Right? So that's that's a lot of my feelings is that hamstudy.org is by hams, for hams. They're, they're, but they're genuinely stuff. a part of the community. Too. They are. They are. You know, it's it's not like some people just popped in and were like, oh, you know, we're going to we're going to do this thing. Yeah. Totally and I'm not disconnected. Saying, I'm not saying the other people who are making similar products aren't also hams. I know that's not true. But I do also know that a lot of you are paying a ton of money to make ads to put in front of people. And that feels like, well, that's interesting. Why is that? Yeah. yeah. Plus, I really like the way Ham Study has the explain sections. It's a lot of user generated mm-hmm. hints and tips, uh, like how other people help themselves remember. Yeah. Now, it's it's probably also worth mentioning when we talk about hamstudy.org, it is not an ad. We're not getting paid. We're not. Yeah. We have, I do have an affiliate link if you buy a signal stuff signal stick antenna. But I've also tested those antennas, and I've shown that they're they're good. That's true. So, trust what you, you don't you don't have to trust me, but I feel like I've got a pretty good moral standpoint that I'm coming from. That I'm I'm earning nothing by saying I like hamstudy.org. They're good for our community. They're good for our hobby. Yeah, that's my point. All right. Well, hope that answers your question, Logan. Yeah. And thank you so much for your emails. Thank you, Logan. Appreciate it. The next email is titled Article, and this comes from Douglas V. Just Article. Um, it is missing the link, though. Douglas oh, no. wanted to send us something about Aries-type field training. Oh, so no. Aries. If you are interested in I what do. Douglas in was going to send us, you might be able to Google Aries-type field training. Aries-type field yes. training? Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, Douglas. All right. Sorry, Douglas. The next email is titled Dazed and Confused. The Why Else Speaks. Oh, so long is not sure. Hello, Josh and Leia. I often hear your podcast Mm -hmm. when my old man, OM, listens to you and thoroughly enjoy your banter. Oh. Well, thank you. Shout out to the OM. It has come to my attention, after the fact, no less, 
that he sent you an email regarding his quote unquote incentives to get me to become licensed and upgrade to an extra <laughs> class license. This is amazing. Thank you so much for writing in. I'm very excited to hear from you. <laughs> Here we go. Here's the other side. Here's the other side of the, 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 the topic. Well, I will deal with him later. <laughs> I love it. Unlike my well-intentioned but terribly misguided OM, mm -hmm. I would like to offer some true suggestions that may pique people's interest in ham radio. Okay. As these things have worked amazingly well for me. Okay. I've become amazed and astonished by this thing you call ham radio. Oh, well, it sounds like you're not going to be at all manipulative. So <laughs> bring on the tips. Good. Unlike your OM, who decided yes. to use emotional manipulation <laughs> that I'm sure you saw right through. Did he, so. did he try to gaslight you into getting your life? Yeah. <laughs> but first, his email. I can confirm that he did offer to love me, quote unquote, a lot if I became <laughs> licensed <laughs> and love me, quote unquote, the most if I... <laughs> my extra <laughs> that was not a Is joke for real that was not a joke that's crazy to keep the peace i gave his quote-unquote offer a courtesy chuckle after hearing leia read his email i'm glad to learn of how he intends to scheme yet another telegraph key this time under the guise of getting me to upgrade thank you leia <laughs> for watching my back Anytime, anytime. <laughs> now to my suggestions. When my OM needed to tune antennas, especially for portable operations, he showed me how to use an antenna analyzer and what to look for, the dip in the SWR. That later grew to me tuning the antenna myself and running back to the computer to check resonance. Oh. What fun. The antenna is now my domain, especially during a quote unquote our portable ops. Dang. I, I he makes you tune up the antenna? No, wait. I unroll the coax, uh -huh. extend the mast, yeah. connect the ballon, deploy the radials, which I help test, Analyze the SWR, tune the antenna for resonance, then connect it to the rig. When my OM worked Fiji on 10 meters while portable, it was with my antenna. Not everything he does <laughs> resonates with me, but my antennas always resonate. <laughs> That's funny. I also do the logging during POTA and contests, which has allowed me to start recognizing different calls throughout the world, understand GMT, RST, etc. He works CW and writes down the call and information, and then I enter it. Nice. I almost forgot. I'm the one who points the handheld antenna at the ISS for satellite no, ops. No! My other God job geez. is to remind my OM to adjust the frequency for Doppler during the pass. Come on. You is this, are so... Is this you for are, real? You're a dream Is this wife. for real? You are... You know what? OM, please it's... adjust the Doppler. <laughs> please account for the Doppler shift. <laughs> This starts to. This is feeling a little AI. I don't know. You, is this you know legit? What? Is this legit? I'm gonna need you to stop telling stories about wives like this to Josh. Okay. 
by osmosis, I now have a tremendous working knowledge of many facets of ham radio. As you can probably tell, I am beginning to sound like a ham. Sure, much of what I know is working knowledge, but that knowledge is a wonderful first step that leaves me totally engaged with this amazing activity. This is my point. Listening to CW can seem like listening to a foreign language, which is not very engaging. Talking on a microphone can be very intimidating to the uninitiated, Mm -hmm. but giving people tangible tasks where their efforts result in remarkable outcomes is enticing. Mm -hmm. So before teaching, before talking, start with doing. Get them hands-on with the equipment, have them do something physical, and then show them the incredible outcome that resulted from their efforts. Have them unroll some coax, connect a ballon, string a wire, press a button, turn the knob, or let you know if the SWR is to the right or left of where you want it. Then that quick POTA contact from across the country becomes even more amazing to that person who helped make it happen. I love that. That's really That's good advice. Well oh. AI did not say that. You that didn't was even, a real human. You didn't even have to tell somebody that you were going to love them if they didn't. <laughs> Everyone who experiences ham radio in such a positive way can spread the word to others. This quote unquote snake attack approach sucked me in without me even realizing it. I'd give credit to my OM, but you know what hasn't frozen over yet. (laughs) I like it. Now it's time for me to upload our potalog from today. Thank you for reading this far and thank you for all you do. And unlike the way my OM ended his email, Best 73s, really such an abomination. I will do it properly. Uh, Vi 73 to you both and 88 for Leia. Oh, oh thank, thank you. you. That's, That's very, very kind. Nice. P.S. Leia, I'm with you on the ratchet straps. Yes. Thank you. Thank There's you. To be with. There's nothing to be with. It just, it just. There's not a. There's no one rolling around going, yeah, just shove some crap under it. That's not a thing that's like i didn't put it under it i had the whole thing tied up like tied literally yeah. tied it was yeah. a ratchet strap and you're like you know it just tie this into a bow <laughs> that's what i need it wasn't a bow well thank you so much for the great suggestions on how to reach new hams without yes. being emotionally manipulative mm. it's very well done thank you your om is very lucky to have you indeed the next email is titled Crash Course Podcast. Yep. And you found uh, it. This comes from Tolgalan. Hi, I just recently found your podcast and was looking to listen to work on developing ham skills and getting my technician license. I was wondering if the episode from October 15th, 2021 is intended as the first episode or if the RSS feeds may be messed up since i can't find any episodes earlier than that so it only goes back two years i don't know (laughs) thanks tolgalon is that correct i don't know we've been doing this for longer than two years i don't know okay well that's super helpful so sorry so that's not our first episode uh I think our biggest backlog is available on Podbean. If you'd like to head over there. Well, we're on Podbean right now, but we used to be on uh, Shoutcast or what was it? SoundCloud. We used to be on SoundCloud. That's where our hosting was. And so I have a feeling that a lot of them are probably backed up in there somewhere. 
Sure. There you go. Thank you so much for listening, though, and going through the back catalog. It is yeah. much appreciated. Thank you. The next email is titled Mud of Doom, and this comes from Alex from Alaska. Okay. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I know where this is going. Hey, ham fam. Real quick, Josh nailed it last week about the person here in Alaska getting pulled apart, <laughs> trying to rescue them from the mud. Numerous people have died in, and countless waders have been lost with people getting stuck in the mud. The area is very tidal and we have huge bore tide. It is one of the longest with the incoming wave standing at five to ten feet in spots. Yeah, you, don't even don't even get anywhere near the water in some of these places. It's too dangerous. There are even a few. Even those few crazy people who swim out and surf in it. Anyhow, people go out to the fish dip net for hooligan and other hooligan and other fish. What's a hooligan, hooligan is a fish? And, uh, and they get stuck. If you are stuck and the tide comes in, you die. The local <laughs> fire rescue uses hoses that shoot water down into the mud near the stuck person's feet yeah. so they can pull them out without ripping the person apart. Sure. That's a race against the clock, though, each time someone gets stuck. And sometimes the tide wins. Hey, I gave it a go, and it turns out Josh was right again. I am new to FT8, but had someone asking for help, so desperate they direct messaged me. I responded, told them that I had very little experience, but would help them best as best I could as I was learning it. We sat there with computers and radios and bumbled our way through it. With our limited combined knowledge, it got set up and he got a contact. It worked. Josh Excellent. was right. Just give it a go. That's it. Thanks for the podcast and community, Alex from Alaska. Uh, Alex, the, the real the kudos belongs to you, though, in the fact that you're just like, yeah, let's just do it. Yeah. Just make it happen. And also for confirming this mud story. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I think I think everybody in amateur radio would be served really well if we could get away from this like concept that everyone has to be like the wizard. The, not the everybody most can be Adam. Like, yeah, not everybody can be an Adam. Um, but but like you just gotta try. Like, let's just try and work together we could all work together take a That's couple true. of days do a project build an antenna do whatever and have fun while you're doing it agreed yes all right well thank you so much alex well done on the giving it a go yeah, he did the next email is titled halloween and this comes from longtime friend of the show jake just thought I would drop by for a quick email. Last Saturday during the solar eclipse, the weather was so nice in Houston. I took my equipment into the backyard and set up the G90 to the and the Buddy Stick Pro. I only made three contacts before my wife said she needed help with our son. But one of the contacts was a guy in Puerto Rico who was running an experiment before, during, and after the solar eclipse on 20 meters, 14.317 megahertz. Oh, nice. It took me about 15 minutes, but finally I made the contact on 20 watts. I was so happy. I honestly did not think I was going to get him. Mm -hmm. Now for the subject matter of my email. I can't wait for the Halloween live stream this year. This live stream is my favorite one that you do throughout the year. I love the topic of pirate radio and automatic beacon stations that have been running for years. I'm hoping to catch a broadcast of Orson Welles' War of the Worlds radio oh, broadcast nice. this year. Yes. You know I bought that for you, right? 
What? War of the Worlds. Where is it? Like so long ago. It was like a very early gift I got you. In what format? I think it was on CDs with a, a whole like book that detailed um, the history of the War of the Worlds and how people believed it to be true and kind of how it was developed and how it will, uh, like came about and its popularity. Well, you you nailed me. You you nailed that. That was right up my uh yeah, my alley. Not once did we listen to it though. Nope. So. Oh, it's kind of weird. Yeah. The the um the recordings you've never heard the recording of I've War seen, of the Worlds? I I've heard parts of it. No, but that's the thing is most people hear the parts that are like the the alien part but there's like random again street tough crime that goes on it's there. weird there's a little weird all right yeah i have been trying for a few years with no luck maybe i will just broadcast it myself i'm just joking that would be illegal and i want to be a good steward of amateur radio. right thank you for all that you do for ham radio and making the world a better place jake ki5 QXJ seventy three. How, how I make the oh, world a better place, but that's you. extremely nice of you. And there's a follow up per my last email. <laughs> <laughs> now that I have made contacts as far away as Puerto Rico on twenty watts, I now feel I'm qualified to wear the QRP is for heroes T shirt. Excellent. I will be buying one soon. Thanks, JKI five QXJ seventy three. Thank you good. so much, Jake. And QRP is truly for it the heroes. Is. And good luck finding War of the Worlds on uh, on the radio. I bet. Well, I mean, you can always thing. you know you can always watch it on YouTube. It's not the same. I know. It's catching it on the radio. Radio. So, what's really funny is if you catch it on the radio, they're just playing the YouTube video. <laughs> just keep that in mind the next email is titled first timer and this comes from bryce hello my name is bryce kd9yey and i live in bloomington indiana i was guided to your podcast and videos etc mm. by my dad joe ladwig oh. w9 nvy Oh, that's well, so thank nice. You, Dad, well, for thank us. you to Dad. I have learned so much from your content, and it has helped me get into the hobby. Myself and Joe do a bunch of hobbies together, including high power model rocketry. Oh, that is really cool. And the kids just joined the Vex IQ team mm -hmm. for robotics, and they meet like for two hours, basically when Josh is live streaming. But <laughs> funny how that works out. The organization that does this is called, um, it's like Young Engineers in Action. Okay. It's fully high school student run nonprofit. Right. Yeah. That is a bunch of engineering stuff. They have something called TARC, which is essentially their rocket program. Okay. Which is very cool. Mm -hmm. It doesn't become available to the kids for a long time. I feel like I put them in this robotics just so that I could get them in the door <laughs> of this program as right. early on as possible. Right, right, right. right. You know, it's, uh, and they loved it. They l engaged for two hours. Just really? Loved it. Oh, that's yeah. excellent. Yeah. Uh, yes. So I'm uh, very cool that you and your dad are doing high power model rocketry and things like that. When he started getting into ham radio, I wasn't overly interested. I was one of those who didn't see the point in a world full of cell phones. 
But I decided to go ahead and get my tech to be able to participate with him. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I did because the more I learned, the more interesting it oh, became. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Yes. Hey, everybody. This is Josh. I am editing this episode right now, and I've this is the first time this has happened to me. I think I'm missing the last half, the last part of this show. So uh, I don't exactly know where the cutout was. I will engage with Leia, and we'll try to roll those into next week's show. But, uh, yeah, we're exhausted. It is uh, 2.30 here right now. I'm going to bed. I have to be up early in the morning. But uh, I did want to at least get in the final shot here. So 73, everybody. Good night.